do it boomerang. Oh, all right. So you just... Of it, course... Oh, my gosh. Of course, we started this podcast, and Nova wants us to get all the videos in the world. She wants us it's to It's not a video. A it's a boomerang. That's for you. Remember your personal video. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcaster slash self-love coaches, Tony and... Nova. Back at you with another podcast. Yes. If you join us in the first one, big thanks to you. We are so excited to start this new one and we are really looking forward to discussing relevant topics to help get your mental juices going. Um, yeah. You got anything to say to the people? Yes. I really, really appreciate those of you who tuned into our first one. We got so much love and it was just so very welcoming. Um, Everyone had something to say about it, which was great. Um, so I want to thank you guys again. And um, we hope you continue to enjoy us because we're being us. Yes, yes. I love that. And just FYI, that was Nova, y'all, in the first uh, podcast, slurping that tea like that. <laughs> that was not Tony. That was Nova. Yeah, that was me, y'all. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try not to do that again. <laughs> How was your week? My week is still my week. Whatever that means. I know. It's, How's your week going? I'm uh, sorry. I okay, keep thinking yeah. that it's Friday. It feels like a Friday. Even at work, I'm like, it's Friday. No, it's Wednesday. I feel like I don't know what day it is. Yeah, I'm lost. I'm really lost. I'm lost. I'm really lost. So so how's the week going so far? So far, so good. Um, I'm actually happy we had a very nice day today. The weather was beautiful. Delicious. Yes. I only got to experience once I was walking from work to my car. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. But it was nice. I yeah. got to look outside or whatever, and it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. But what comes with nice when it comes to spring is pollen and it's all over my car. And uh, I don't like that. So, you know, I got to get prepared for that. But other than that, it was really good having great weather today. I know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to spring because that's when the dresses come out, y'all. That's when you can look good. You could wear, you know, that one thing that you've been working on all year to wear. You can wear that. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Speaking of the week, I have a story. Oh, okay. I have a story. This is kind of like a triumph story, but also you tested my patience story. Story. It happened today. A member came in. I work at a bank. I just hit the mic. Sorry. A member came in and she was standing in line and I'm on the platform side. I'm the banker. I'm not doing a teller thing. I'm on the banker side and I'm sitting at my desk. And, but then I see her. So I get up on, Hey ma'am, can I assist you at my desk? Cause the teller line is obviously long and I wanted to help them out. So she look at me with suspicion and already I'm like, okay, you gonna come or you gonna, I'm gonna ask the next person. But meantime, I'm trying to like practice being in the moment, being grounded and making sure like, I'm not going off on nobody. Cause I'm known to like be a little snappy, but that ain't cute. I'm trying to get it together. So she comes sit down. She like, oh, this, this girl used to work here. Um, I, a few months ago, I think she opened my account. Is it you? I said, she said, did you just start? I said, I didn't just start. I've been here for about five months. Um, but yeah, I'm, the, I'm like the newest. She was like, oh, it may not be you. She may be gone. And I'm thinking like, maybe you know damn well. You know it's me. So I, I go get her cash. I come back. And she like, yeah, something's been weighing on my heart. And mind you, this was five months ago. Somebody was helping me. I was in training. I'm like, what could possibly be weighing on your heart? Lady, I don't even know you. She was like, yeah, um, when you recommended accounts, um, you, you didn't tell me about all the accounts and um, I felt some type of way because you don't know what my pockets look like. You recommended me the free account. And I'm like thinking in my head like, lady, I don't recommend anything. Like the system does it. And that's what I'm thinking in my head like, um, I want to tell her like, no, that's not accurate. The system does it. So she like, she going off and I'm just looking at her and I'm smiling. Not in a condescending way. I'm just like trying to give her like 
room to express herself. In my head, I'm like, I could really make this lady feel very stupid. We can sit up here and argue. But then I was like, mm, nah, I ain't about to do it. I'm just about to let her go on her way. So I'm looking at her. I, I happen to be looking at her. And I look back at her account. Look at her. Look at back at her account. So we only offer about four accounts. The everyday checking account, the e-checking account, the flagship checking account, and the active duty. She not active duty. She ain't got no money for no flagship. <laughs> and she didn't have direct deposit. So there's only one account possible, which is the everyday checking, free checking. So that's the one that the system recommended. So I'm looking at this lady account. She literally got $150. And I'm not, I'm not shaming her. $150 in her checking account. And she got about $50 in her savings account. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. What's, what's your pockets looking like? Because... You only got a couple dollars in here. Not shame, not shaming. You know, we are. <laughs> but I'm saying she really coming at me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then when she finished, she looked at me, like ready for me to say something. And I was like, thank you for sharing. And she said, thanks for listening. I said, okay, ma'am, you have a wonderful rest of your day. Girl, I was so proud of myself. I, I'm proud I, of you. I'm proud of you. I was so proud of myself because the old me would have been like, listen, heifer, you ain't got no money in your account. And this system recommends it. I don't know you. And I was training, obviously, what you know. So, anyways, that's my little story of the week, my little triumph story of the week, y'all. They almost have it. Try to try me. But, you know, your girl came back. Yes, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because I, you could have, you could have been hood. Yes, you could have did what you had to do. It could have been nothing. Let her know, but you didn't. And you know what? You still have your job yes. and your sanity. Yes. And she probably thinking like, I shouldn't have done all that. You know how people think like later, like, dang, I shouldn't have did that. I mean, wasn't that serious? Because five months ago, girl, that's been waiting on you. You should have. It should have been already unloaded. Girl, I mean, five months on. ago of, of you talking about this and that, I'm like, no mm -hmm. way. And see, that's why people hold on to toxicity when it need not be. That's an issue. Sorry. That's an issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's my <laughs> that's my spiel on that. And I just I said what I said. So mm -hmm. I'm that's a that's just one more thing to let you ladies know that you can always choose the high road. You ain't gotta go left with people. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna have stories every week or every episode, we're gonna have a story. They're gonna be funny, they're gonna be triumphant, they're gonna be sad. It just depends on, you know, what the story is for the week. Yes. But yeah, that's the story for the week, and thank you so much for listening to that portion. All right, so Nova, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, well, I don't have a story just because I didn't know what day of the week we were in because I've been so <laughs> lost. Um, but yeah, no, I don't have a story this week. But today we are going to be talking about abandonment. Mm. Self-abandonment, um, just abandonment in general. How we go from something so funny I and mean, you got to take us on heavy. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about abandonment. Yeah, because that's life. That's life. Up and down, roller coaster Absolutely. types of things. And, you know, you got to be able to roll with the punches and just keep going. So what Absolutely. we're going to do is keep going because that story started it off good. But now we're about to get into some real life topics. I love the transition because I feel like had I not been actively working on abandonment issues, mm -hmm. then I probably would have left. My energy would have left with her. And I right. probably would have been focused on her all day. Right. Abandoning myself, completely worried about the wrong things mm, yes that happens right. a lot it happens absolutely. too often <laughs> absolutely so i mean i guess we can start by me telling me a little bit about my abandonment issues mm -hmm. i feel like in order for us to be relatable as people it's important for us to express our abandonment issues it's important for us to express our trauma i'm getting all kind of like mystic in a little bit i'm like oh now i'm feeling the tightness like do i really want to talk about it okay <sighs> yes so just a brief overview i'm not gonna go extremely deep but i'm gonna be uh, detailed enough for you all to understand I am well versed in abandonment issues. Um, my dad and my mom were married, of course, when I was younger. My dad was the playboy, the cheater. So he ended up having two kids on my mom and my mom eventually left him. 
And in my mind, in my five, six-year-old mind, I, I thought my dad was leaving our family to go to a better family because he left, he left my um, he left our family to go be with my stepmother who already had children and they had children of their own. So it communicated to me that he left for the better family. So in my mind, he chose another family over me. And then that coupled with my mother, who was trying to find her way in the world, she met my her boyfriend her now husband and i feel like she just left us like she would take us to my grandmother's house and just drop us off there while she went to go live life and she had four of us at this time and two foster kids so it was six of us um and i feel like she just she, we were just a burden to her like she just wanted to be free and she wanted to go and be with her boyfriend and live her life. And meanwhile, I'm at my grandma's house looking out the window, every car I'm thinking is my mom's. And she would say she was on her way and then she wouldn't come until nighttime or the next day. Or she would come, we think she's gonna come pick us up, she'll give my grandma a few dollars and then she'll leave again. So this created an intense sense of abandonment within me. Um, and it thought it made me feel like, number one, I had to be good enough to have somebody around. This included relationships, friendships, anything of that nature. People who showed interest in me, like older people who were mommy uh, and daddy to me. I feel like I had to do everything right in order for them not to leave, hence my dad. And then it also created this sense in me like a relationship was the answer to my abandonment issues, hence my mother leaving, for, leaving us pretty much for my stepdad. It's a story that really sticks out to me. Um, I was like maybe nine or 10 and my mom, and we were all in the house that day. My mom didn't come out the room for the whole day. She didn't come out the room for the whole day. We didn't get to see her the whole day. We were in the same house. And my stepdad came out and he like put us to bed early. We were seeing him all day. He wouldn't let us go anywhere near the door or near, nowhere near the room to see my mom. So seven, it's like seven o'clock, it's still day to my side, no school the next day. And he said, oh yeah, it's time for bedtime. And he puts us in the bed and we like, it's still light outside. What are you doing? And I'm in the, I'm in the top bunk of my bed and I just see my mom walk past the door with her cover on her. And my mom didn't say anything. She didn't look at us. She didn't acknowledge us. That just really broke my heart. Um, and that really, really, I feel like that really like escalated abandonment issues, like fear, abandonment, uh, just, you know, panic, just all of that created at once. And yeah, I feel like both my parents created a sense of abandonment within me. Um, and you know, that just pretty much progressed to me abandoning myself in relationships and anything that I can, I just chose to abandon myself. But yeah, so that's, that's the heavy version, the kind of slicked over heavy version of what I, what my experience is with abandonment. Um, what's your experience with abandonment? Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> I've had a lot of abandonment happened to me when I was in my uh, my early childhood that um, some I can remember, some I cannot remember. Um, but there's two that do stick, two instances that stick out to me. Um, one, when I was seven years old. So I am not a single, you know, child. Uh, What's it called? Only child? Only child, yes. I'm not an only <laughs> child. Um, I have a brother on my mom's side and he's 24 or about to be 24 years old now. But um, when I was seven, my mom had him. So... From birth until seven, I'm a kid by myself, playing with myself. I mean, playing with, you know, by myself. Why <laughs> <laughs> <And> not? <laughs> it's serious. It's serious. <laughs> yeah, playing by myself. Um, and when my mom was pregnant with my brother, I was so excited. I was going to have a sibling to play with, you know, and everything like that. So when it came time 
for her to have him. And I'm sorry if I'm like sounding weird. It's just like it's getting to me a little bit. So it's like I'm trying to calm myself down. But um, after my mom gave birth and had my brother, he was literally with us for about two weeks until my mom basically respectfully kind of gave him away. I think she, um, I don't think he was initially adopted initially, but he gave, she gave him to a family that was able to take care of him because um, unfortunately she wasn't able to take care of both of us at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that really got to me because I remember two weeks of just pure bliss, like seeing my brother when I got home from school or daycare and it was like playing with him and not really doing too much because he was an infant and like I couldn't play play, but it was like just seeing him and just being excited for, oh my God, when he gets bigger, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then just poof, he's gone. And being seven years old, not being, you know, not having anyone explain to me because it's not like I would understand why. But from since ever since then, it was just kind of like, wow, now I don't have what I was so excited for. And I don't have any answers as to why it's not here anymore. So that was one of the main, like one of the first main things that happened to me. And then I could say another one was uh, my mom used to have uh, someone who cared for me while she was at work. So this babysitter particularly would not care for us all the time and would have her next door neighbor come over and and like watch us while she like goes out and go smoke cigarettes with her boyfriend or whatever. So this one incident happened where the babysitter came, the babysitter left to go be with her boyfriend and called the young lady to come over to watch us. I don't know, for some reason, this young lady did not like me. Um, So it was time for lunch and she singled me out. She put me in a corner and told me to face the corner while the rest of everyone that was there was able to eat. And that was really, like, I was so, I was questioning, like, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why, why am I not eating with the rest of, you know, the kids and stuff? So I think that's a, that's like another big one for me because I just felt so left out and I didn't even get a chance to eat. So Mm -hmm. that's another story, but (laughs) it was just like, that's, those are just two, one of the two main things that stick out to me. And then ever since then these situations kept repeating as I got older and still to this day, sometimes those issues come, um, come um, forth. So yeah, it was super, super big for me. Um, very big. Dang. I mean, it, it makes sense because it's like, if you don't know someone's story, you don't really know why they do the things that they do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. me hearing your story, it lets me, it lets me know like, okay, well this is why Nova is, a certain way when it comes to certain people why she's so protective of herself and it's because you know you've been through some stuff mm-hmm. you know likewise yeah definitely you know i even i think that self-abandonment is also a philosophy too that we learn from the marks that we have obtained in our childhood i think that self-abandonment like the practice of being abandoned i feel like we live it over and over and over you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah. It's, it didn't just end in childhood. It it still goes on. Yeah. So by us learning these habits and these traits from these remarkable people, quote unquote, important people in our life, our mothers, our fathers, our babysitters, all the big adults, it teaches us how to abandon ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I just recently realized that like, if I feel like in any relationship, I feel like I find something wrong so I can leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or even with myself, I find something wrong and it's it's just unending. Ooh. I got it. <laughs> I feel like it's I feel like it's unending to where abandonment is just so it's so prevalent in my life and I feel like it's just kind of swallowed me up. So that's why I feel like this was a really good topic for us to talk about because it's just so important and I feel like a lot of people live 
in abandonment. Like they're in, constantly in a state of abandonment because they have this traumatic experience playing over and over in their head and in their body mm-hmm. um, that they just don't, they don't even know that it's there. Right. So I think personally that my abandonment issues are not quote unquote healed as of today, but I do think that the start for me was the number one, get open about what abandonment was to me. Like what happened? What made me think this way? Who were the key players, you know? And then I think that number one, I had to deeply, deeply forgive my dad. And I think that one of the, one of the main things was for me to, to find out and to really forgive him was that he's human. You know what I mean? Like he, he's allowed to make his mistakes. Um, I don't know if he knows the extent to what he's done. I'm pretty sure he doesn't see it the way that I do. Cause you know, they be so oblivious. Most parents be so oblivious sometimes. I'm pretty sure he doesn't see it the way that I do. But the turning point for me to start healing my abandonment issues was that I deeply, wholeheartedly had to forgive my mother and my father. Because I know that they only gave me what they had. You know what I mean? Like, right. what their parents gave them is what they can give. You can't, you can't love somebody if you don't love yourself. You know what I mean? You can't be there for somebody if you're not even there for yourself. My mom wasn't there for my herself. My dad wasn't there for myself. Evident by my mom getting out of a marriage and jumping into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then evident by my dad just trying to go for any woman that he possibly can. So for me to get to that place of really starting to accept the abandonment issues, not accept it and be like, okay, this is my fate, but just accept the feeling of it and really start to feel it within my body and my mind, I had to, I had to like, forgive them which is really hard and I know a lot of people are like oh hell no I'm not forgiving anybody but I would say for me and if anybody if it resonates with that's that was the road that was a that was the bridge that was helping me to bridge the gap because I had never known how to like cross from abandonment over to healing but that first initial step was to number one get clear about what it was and then number two begin to analyze it and then also forgive the people and humanize them, dethrone them in my mind and humanize them. Don't think that they did it on purpose, but more so to just, you know, humanize them. I feel like I'm taking all the talking time. (laughs) I do that. I do that. But yeah. Mm, Yeah. I definitely agree with you with um, dethroning them and, you know, when knowing that they are human and they are allowed to make mistakes, definitely that is one of the first things that... The first thing to do is to do that. But for me, I feel like I was all over the place with how I was going to heal from that because I'm a person who needs answers and I still need answers and I never got those answers. And I'm just so confused. And like, what was it? Like, I understand when when we talk about the situation with my brother that, you know, I don't know what my mom was going through financially and everything like that. But that was really big for me. Like, that was my brother. Like, that is my brother. You know, and still to this day, there's no relationship and that sucks because we're both adults and able to do that. But whatever happened from there made him feel some sort of way because, of course, I got to put myself in my brother's shoes. Like, he probably felt abandoned as well because he's like, well, why did you give me up, mom, quote unquote, or whatever the case may be? And he doesn't have answers for that. And it's not like I could be like the big sister that comes in like, well, mom did this because and not because I don't know. And I don't want to speak for someone else. There's always two sides to every story. So for me... I kind of, kind of just got to live in the fact of just not knowing, but then trying to heal, that's not going to work for me. So for me, what I'm going to try to do is uh, get the answers. I don't know how long it's going to take, but for me, I have to get the answers in order for me to heal. Even if it's something that 
I might not want to hear, I'm so open to hearing it because if that's the truth, then that's the truth, you know? And whatever I say is not to shame my mom or to shame, you know, anybody that I had abandonment issues with because trust me, there's so many more. But for those two main instances that I can remember and that were, you know, early on in my life, that's where it began. And so it should have ended there, but it didn't. And now it's traveling on to my adulthood and definitely affecting my friendships and serious relationships because I don't have serious relationships. <laughs> that's like null and void to me. Like okay. that's just that's just not there. And I've tried, you know, but when you're dealing with someone who comes from a way different background than you, it's really hard. Like really hard. Like being with someone who's family oriented, who has a family, and then here I am. It's like you you know how they say like opposites attract? They attract but they don't that doesn't mean they stay. You know, so that's kind of been my issue with, with that. I like I like that though. I like how your your views differ from mine, and I think that that's the flavor of this. That you don't have to agree. I, I like the many different ways. There's no one way to get to where you need to go. That's my mindset. I do think that you need to do what's healthy for you and what's going to work for you. And I think by you needing answers, that's perfectly normal. Like I would definitely want some answers too, yeah. and I, I definitely feel like I would want some answers to my parents. But at the end of the day, I feel like I've I've analyzed everything and it's not as heavy as like, you know, what you experience. I won't, I won't compare and contrast, but I'm just saying like, there was no specific, well, there is one thing that I would say I would need answers for, but I'll be telling myself, do I really want to know that? Hell no. Cause it's from my dad and it's like some, it's some weird stuff, but <laughs> I don't think I want to know because I'm like, okay, if he told me sorry today, would that change the effect of what I'm feeling? Or is it something that, or am I actually feeling it? Because I feel like a lot of the times we live according to, or I'm saying for me, a lot of the times I live according to a belief system and I think that I'm feeling it, but I'm not feeling it. So I just realized that in order to actually get past something, you do need to actually feel it. You do need to let that hurt enter you. You need to let, or not enter, you need to let it come out of you, come up, because we spend so much time stuffing it down and you know, I'm in, I'm in the whole, I'm in ACA, adult children of alcoholic parents. Um, and this program is also helping me tremendously. Um, it's a 12 step program and I get to talk and vent about all life trauma stuff. So I feel like even right now for me, when I'm talking about it, I don't have as much emotion behind things because, well, I have emotion, it's there, but because I talk about it readily and I'm able to see the patterns, I'm able to deal with the emotional charges in a moment in these meetings. I'm able to come on mic and actually be able to put together a sentence to be able to relay how I'm feeling or relay what I've quote unquote been through. But I would say this is a really heavy topic. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer. It's just asking yourself, do you want to be healed? Do you want to get past the abandonment issues? Absolutely. So what's going to be the start for you? Right. Um, and I think the, one of the main things, if I can offer one suggestion to anybody listening to this, whoever, anybody in the world, the main thing that I did when it came, when it comes to abandonment issues is to stop abandoning myself. And what that looks like is if I feel a feeling, I'm going to feel it. If I feel triggered, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I'm triggered. I'm not going to ignore it and, and act like it's not there and just try to be a good Samaritan or a good person. If I feel sleepy, I'm going to sleep. If I feel like crying, I'm going to cry. If I feel like being by myself, I'm going to honor that. If I want to be with someone, I'm going to tell that person. I'm going to vocalize how I feel. It's it's all in being there for myself. I'm going to spend time with myself, even though it's extremely awkward. 
to just sit there alone with no phone and no social media or nothing. That's the start for me. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like um, we've always had distractions as well. So that stopped us from being on an actual like clear path and clear mm-hmm. journey. You know how they say when you start to to meditate, you're just supposed to like sit there and kind of be at peace. But then you have all this going through your head. And it's like you try to silence it, but that's why it's called practicing because you have to practice just silencing mm-hmm. that noise or whatever is running through your head. Like, oh my God, the ice cream truck is coming. Like, what? Why am I even thinking about that? But that's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly yep. the type of stuff that happens when you try to meditate. Is that just lets you know that there's just so much in you that you got to just clear and like woosah, if you will, right. from. And so I've tried practicing, but then I stopped. I gotta be what is, what's, you. what's your definition of clearing? Because I heard you say two things. I heard you say um, you have to silence the voice. And then I hear you saying you have to clear it. So what is your interpretation of meditation? Because I have a completely different Well, I mean, with silencing it, it's there. You're just not listening to it. When you're clearing it, it's gone. So you got to do both, honestly, in actuality. But you're silencing, silencing it for now until you're able to clear it. So that means like when, you're, when it's cleared, it's just kind of like it's gone. And let's say it does come back, you're, you're, you're able to manage it better. So, I mean, that's my definition. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, my definition is there. there's no enemy within. My, my mind is not my enemy. My heart is not my enemy. If my mind needs to say something, let it say it. I don't have, I can, I can choose to listen. I can choose to ignore my, the, my, the voice in my head. But I feel like the more I ignore the voice in my head, the more, the louder it gets. So I just literally have to sit there and let my mind go like, okay, all right, well, go ahead, do your thing. And then I, I listen and then my voice, the voice in my head is almost like, oh, wait. Okay. But if I'm not listening, it's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> and I have to like, I don't know. I feel like we are going way off topic. But anyways. <laughs> I feel like we did too a little bit, especially with me. I was like, my mind is, once again, my mind is like all over the place. Like this is, That's this is our, our yes, this is our second episode and this is a heavy topic. This is a very heavy and topic. And so for me, it's like, I'm giving whatever I can give without being like, <laughs> like and it's crazy because I do want to go like that. But really? Maybe we chose a too heavy topic. But like, does it matter? Like, what if we did this next month? It would still know. probably be the same way. I feel like we have to listen to it back and then we're going to be like, okay, okay, that's, that's good. I don't even want to hear this one though. <laughs> I do. It's getting long. Dude, we the first one, we on like, 26 minutes. Oh, about to be 27. See, it's, it gets deeper, y'all. It gets, it deeper. gets deeper. But this is just for anyone um, out there who may be going through this specific abandonment issue now. Yeah. So hopefully this helps you. And um, Tony, you were really good with your words today. I Purposely really, venting. I wasn't really good with my words today. I think you were. I think I was as best words. as I could be. Um, and I'm happy for that. And it's crazy because I've never shared that with anyone before about my brother. And that's a very sensitive topic to me, my brother. So it's like, it's real. I feel like by you being on a podcast and talking, you're going to heal so much because it's a lot of things that you hold in or you don't feel, yeah. but being here, I can just, I can feel you feeling and it feels, I can feel you and it feels like, nice. yeah, and me too. And I'm an empath. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm feeling all the energy. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Was that, is there anything else you wanted to add? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to add nothing. I hope this topic wasn't too heavy for you all. I, I really pray that this re- you receive this and 
you know, that's something we said in our purposely, and that's, that's why it's called purposely venting, is that, you know, there's some type of organization to the, to the chaos. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll end it there and we will see you all or in the next episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We don't know what we're going to talk about. Exactly. But yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. Peace and hair grease, y'all. <laughs>